You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope everyone is enjoying the last few days of spring as we head into the summer. Obviously, the recruiting dead period will end on June 1st, and you want to stay locked in at 24-7 Sports for all the latest on official visits, unofficial visits, camps, prospects, where they're headed, what your favorite schools are going to be doing in the month of June. And we'll have all the latest over at 24-7 Sports. Recently on the website, we had a release of the top 100 prospects in the transfer portal. We also wrote about the big winners in the transfer portal market heading into this season. And we've got Chris Hummer. He covers college football and the transfer portal for 24-7 Sports. He's on the line to discuss that and more. Chris, how are we doing? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Yeah, Chris. So this is a really unique part of the recruiting process right now because before, none of this was factoring into the equation. And I think for the most part, when you would look at recruiting success for programs, you would look at the incoming high schoolers and and maybe the the amount of five stars or four stars or whatever it may be. Now there's an entirely different aspect of the recruiting process that factors into recruiting success. And for the most part, when you think about these college coaches that usually have now, what, three years to turn things around and, 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 and there's so much roster turnover, you never really blame them for saving a few spots in every recruiting class, especially for the transfer portal and for players that are physically experienced, physically ready to contribute and guys that can step in and help them turn that program around a little quicker. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, especially in the kind of early signing period era where it's such a challenge for coaches to kind of put together a class so quickly, you can't fault a coach for going into the transfer portal and looking at five to six guys that could play right away and help you immediately instead of maybe reaching for a player lower on your board kind of late in the cycle. It's gotten to the point where like a coach like Shane Beamer at South Carolina was bemoaning the fact that transfer portal signees did not count in the recruiting rankings as he was trying to explain his number 80 overall class in the country this past February. So for Shane and all the other coaches out there that wanted transfer rankings to count, uh, we're still working on that aspect of that, but we are ranking them and we've got 100 for sure. Yeah, so we're ranking the players and you can head over to check that list over at 247sports.com. Some of the winners we're going to get into here, there's a mix of of schools that were successful in recruiting the 2021 class at the high school level, some top 10 contenders there as well, some schools that feature new coaching staffs, right? Coaches that are looking for players that can help them turn things around a little bit better. And there were several winners among the, the schools that finished outside the top 30 in the high school rankings, maybe some schools that saved some extra spots for transfer specifically, or schools that are now looking at trying to be a bit more experienced experienced or or replacing some departures with players that are already going to be able to step in and and contribute right away. So let's get into that. Right now, I I think you look at Florida State and you see a, a, a roster under Mike Norvell that has a lot of young talent 
But then he went out and got a quarterback like Mackenzie Milton, who had a phenomenal career at UCF before the the knee injury and a player that I think a lot of people expect to make Florida State a, a much more viable threat in the ACC. Yeah, absolutely. I think the most important position in the transfer portal, and it's always this way, uh, is quarterback. Without a good quarterback, your team is behind the eight ball significantly. Florida State went through the ringer with quarterbacks a season ago. Uh, They had Jordan Travis start a lot of games. Two freshmen like Chuba Purdy were starting football games. They could never really find a settled answer at the position. Mackenzie Milton, as long as he's healthy, and that is a bit of an if, leaving UCF, he is a significant upgrade at the position. He is our number one overall quarterback, and that alone makes Florida State a winner in the transfer portal. He changes that football team. But when you look at kind of the depth across the roster that Florida State brought in. I think it's what makes them a really big winner. Jermaine Johnson coming over from Georgia. He was formerly the number one overall Juco player in the country a couple cycles ago. Never quite put it together at Georgia behind a really deep kind of group off the edge, but he had a monster spring for Florida State. We have him as the number 32 overall transfer in the country. Jamie Robinson was a starter at South Carolina. He's going to come in right away and start for Florida State. We have him as the number 36 overall transfer. Andrew Parchment was a beast at Kansas in 2019 as a wide receiver. He's going to come over right away and start for the Seminoles on the outside. DJ Williams, the running back, number 64 overall on transfer rankings, was a stud at Auburn, was a stud recruit. He's going to come in right away and slot in the two deep for their running back position. Like Mike Norvell had needs across the roster and he addressed pretty much all of them via the portal. The thing I think that maybe gets overlooked a little bit is the potential impact that this could have on future success in the transfer portal. Let's say you're Florida State and let's say McKenzie Milton plays really well, leads them uh, to a much better season, gets into the Heisman Trophy conversation if he's able to stay healthy and, and is super productive. Then you look at maybe Florida State as a destination school for transfers, right? Like I look at like Oklahoma and, and they're recruiting immensely right now at the quarterback spot. So that's a destination for high school five-star quarterbacks. Um, you know, Absolutely. you look at LSU and what they do at receiver and, and defensive back. Uh, you know, you look at what, what Ohio State is doing at the edge position with some really, really good pass rushers. Um, and you you can bring up a lot more examples of that. But with the transfer portal, especially if you're able to capitalize on that and the guys that you bring in turn into productive pieces for you, you can then as a coach point to that as an example. And it allows you, I think, to be a little bit more successful in the transfer market in future years. And I think that's that's something that Florida State can hope happens for them. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a really good blueprint not too far away from Florida State at Miami talking about just what you're kind of discussing. Miami, when Manny Diaz got there, needed upgrades at a lot of positions and they hit the portal hard to do so. We saw some of that kind of come forth at the draft a couple of months ago, I guess at this point, with Jalen Phillips going in the first round, Quincy Roche getting drafted off the edge. And we saw Miami capitalize that on that, both in the transfer portal and in the recruiting class this up or this last cycle. They brought in a guy like Tyreek Stevenson from Georgia as a transfer, a former five-star, brought in Charleston Rambo, a receiver, to kind of address that. From the transfer portal, brought in DeAndre Johnson from Tennessee off the edge to kind of address that need. But not only that, like... Does Miami have the firepower to sign Jake Garcia and the proof of concept to sign Jake Garcia, the star high school quarterback from California, if they did not poach Derek King from Houston 
uh, the previous cycle and have him blow up under Manny Diaz's direction at Miami. I- I'm just not sure. And I think that success can lead to success both in the transfer portal and in recruiting if you kind of handle things correctly. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. We're joined by Chris Hummer. He covers college football and the transfer portal for 247sports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. Three schools after Florida State that had really successful transfer portal, I guess, additions in this offseason would be USC, Oklahoma, and Alabama. All three finished in the top 10 for the 2021 team recruiting rankings. Uh, So not only are they adding really good high school classes, but they're bringing in players after some key departures. And these are some of the schools that I was mentioning as as being, I think, very methodical and, and being a bit more strategic on some specific spots and, and areas of need and addressing some of those concerns that maybe those coaches might have heading into the season. And we think that th- those three schools really did a phenomenal job of addressing some of those concerns. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know if I'd put USC kind of in the same categories as those other two, but I would consider Oklahoma and Alabama kind of cherry on top transfer portal kind of people. Oklahoma would have been fine without Eric Gray. They would have been fine without Wanya Morris. They would have been fine without Mike Woods. But those... they're just putting some polish on the car wash, right? Like they're just yeah, going absolutely. the extra mile there. Yeah, it's the nice spe- the sound. It's the nice kind of speaker set that you put in your car. The nice subwoofer, the nice polish on the kind of the tires. You know, it makes it look good. And they're pushing their roster from potentially a contender to a legitimate national title threat by adding those people. Alabama is just the best getting better over and over and again. When you talk about Henry Toa Toa, our top overall player in the portal coming in to line up next to Christian Harris, an inside linebacker. Alabama, because of that, is probably going to have two of the three best inside linebackers in the country. They also had a needed wide receiver, so they took a starter from Ohio State and Jamison Williams. So those two teams just address needs, and their needs were so small that it just turned their roster... I would say it this way. They had very few weaknesses before, and now they have almost none entering the season, barring injury because of their transfer portal additions. That's the power of the portal for them. USC, which I know is a program you follow very closely out there on the West Coast, I think was in a bit of a different position. They needed impact players, particularly along the kind of front seven on the defensive side of the ball and along the offensive line on the offensive side of the ball. Didn't really address all of those issues, but I think when you talk about USC's 2020 class, which was a bit of a disaster, you had some talent kind of holes to plug on the roster. And I think this class went a long way in doing so. When you talk about a player like Xavier and Alford or Chris Thompson coming in in the secondary, former elite recruits, Keontae Ingram coming over from Texas as a running back who's going to start right away. They were able to add talent across the roster. And I think that was a really strong thing for USC, which, as you said earlier in the podcast, needs to win this year for Clay Helton. Yeah, uh, obviously having won the Pac-12 South, but uh, unable to get by Oregon, which had lost a, a bunch of players due to the opt-out um, heading into the season, and and you know that that's a team I think right now that needs to step things up to you know be able to keep their head coach. I guess you could say we're going to talk more about the transfer portal with Chris Hummer. You're listening to the 24/7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The dead period has been in effect for well over a year, but when June 1st hits, that's next week, it will be finally over. Official visits will be back, unofficial visits too, and coaches and recruits can finally meet face-to-face. For the whole month of June, we are adding a new feature to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the month. Make sure to listen to our special five-minute morning episodes. I will be joined by your favorite 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst to preview the visits and recap the biggest news as we navigate what will surely be a crazy recruiting month together. That's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the month of June right here on the Football Recruiting Podcast feed. All right, we're back with Chris Hummer. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Hummer. He covers college football and the transfer portal for 247sports.com. So Chris, Alabama, Oklahoma, USC were, were some of the schools that that obviously took a kind of a, a different approach to the, to the portal, being able to add a, a couple of different pieces to what was already really good recruiting classes in the 2021 cycle. Penn State was another one that I think deserves a mention and that had a, a couple good transfers coming in that could help them, you know, push them forward in in that Big Ten race. Yeah, I think you have to give James Franklin a ton of credit. They had a down year last year, no question about it. But if you're James Franklin, you can kind of point to your success in previous years, point to your recruiting, point to your development, and kind of just say like, oh, it's going to be fine for us next year. It's been fine in the past. I don't have to change much of what I'm doing. He did the opposite of that. He went out and very aggressively added five impact players from the transfer portal. Arnold Iabake from Temple is one of our top overall edge players. He's going to help them right away, help replace Jason Owe, a first-round pick off the edge. He brought in Derek Tangelo from Duke, who's going to help on the interior of that defensive line. He, I think for my money, I believe we had him in the 30s in our transfer rankings. I think he might be the top interior defensive player in the portal this year. Eric Wilson, an offensive lineman from Harvard's coming in to kind of address a need inside at guard. Penn State got better through the portal. And I think that's huge for a program in need of a bounce back year after a pretty much a disaster last year. So I think James Franklin just did what he needed to do, which was address some needs across the roster. And, and I think a school like Penn State um, is able to use that I don't want to call it mediocrity, but maybe like a, a down year uh, when you are selling the potential to come in and make an impact, right? Like, because these transfers are, are players that are looking for a change of scenery. They're looking for more opportunity. They're looking for a chance to to make an impact. And when you're a Penn State, not only do you have that that brand behind you and, and that recruiting allure, but then you're coming off a down year and you're able to sell that, right? As an opportunity to come in, make an impact, contribute at a big time time school and and help push them back to to the top. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also a bit of a solve uh, solve for the fan base because Penn State had a really tough recruiting cycle last year. Finished 21st nationally, got beat out for almost every top prospect from Pennsylvania. Like they needed some momentum. And I think James Franklin was able to also address that via the transfer portal. So I think uh, James Franklin across the board was able to work things in a way that really benefited Penn State. 
a few schools that finished outside the top 30 in the national recruiting rankings for the 2021 class, but did a really, really nice job in the transfer portal would be UCLA, Texas Tech, and TCU. And for the most part, it seems like those schools are going to be able to use the, the portal as an effective way of, of replenishing the roster for years to come. I, I, I feel like those three not being at the top of their conferences, but then also not being at the bottom, right? Kind of being in the middle and always in, in within striking distance of possibly contending for a conference conference title. I think those are the schools that you look that you look at and you say, oh, that school is always going to be in the market for a, an impact transfer. Yeah, those are the type of schools with two or three impact transfers that can change the fortunes of their season. They can go from kind of a mid-tier contender in their conference to a potential winner in their league. I know TCU and UCLA are drawing a little bit of sleeper buzz going into this year, and I think transfers are a big reason why. UCLA is a really interesting one for me. I really think the schools that benefit the most from the portal are those situated in areas that produce a ton of high-end recruits. And a lot of those recruits are going to end up leaving no matter what. Like you're just going to lose some of the best kids from the LA area. They're going to go out nationally, but a lot of times they're going to be unhappy and they're going to want to come back. And I think UCLA adding Zach Charbonnet and Ethan Garbers, two of our top 25 overall players, both of whom come from California, really benefited from that. Those are players that Chip Kelly did not land earlier in his tenure because they were kind of struggling on the recruiting trail at times. They were new. They were a new staff. They were trying to put things together. But on the second go round, they were able to land those guys. And they're really potential difference makers for the program, both in the short and long term, because both have multiple years of eligibility remaining. And I think that's huge. So TCU is another school that really benefits from that in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So we see that over and over again with schools in Florida, schools even in Ohio, schools in California, schools in Texas that can really kind of take advantage of the transfer portal based on location. Yeah, then that's a possible trend, right? To kind of look at in, in the future, maybe to anticipate a high profile player that ent- enters the portal and that maybe potentially goes back to some of the other schools that he was considering coming out of high school. So that's going to be a, a really interesting dynamic and in how, how things work out there in, in the future. Chris, before we let you go, speaking of a, of a homecoming, right, of sorts, we can't do this podcast without mentioning Demarcus Bowman, uh, former Clemson running back and a former five-star prospect headed back to his home state of Florida and playing for the Gators. Um, and I think this one was probably one of the most headline grabbing additions during the transfer portal market. Yeah, to Marcus Bowman, we barely knew you. He was there at Clemson for like two games, and then uh, he just said peace out. A little unhappy with where he was on the depth chart, I believe. But it's a huge win for Florida. Florida's running back room is as deep as it gets nationally, like legitimately five options on that depth chart. And DeMarcus is not even the only former five-star. They have Lorenzo Lingard, who was a five-star recruit at Miami initially, who also transferred to Florida. So it's a really deep unit, but... DeMarcus Bowman, a five-star in the 2020 class, is still someone we at 24-7 Sports really believe in. We can believe he's going to be an impact player for Florida down the line, and we had him as our number four overall recruit in these transfer rankings. So we think he could do huge things, and I, I really like what Florida did on the interior of the defensive line as well. Antonio Shelton came in from Penn State. He's a top 40 transfer for us, and they also had Daquan Newkirk coming in from Auburn, who's going to be in that two deep. So Florida got better at some positions in need. Uh, it's just kind of too bad the Eric Gilbert sign he didn't work out quite as well as they would have liked because Florida's class, I think would have been a slam dunk number one overall unit had they retained Gilbert. 
Yeah, that's obviously the bummer, and 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 we will continue to kind of monitor what what happens with with Gilbert and and his potential landing spot at the next level. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, and and ha- can't wait to to have you on again to to talk some more transfers and some college football recruiting. Yeah, thanks so much, man. All right, that is Chris Hummer. You can follow him on Twitter at chris underscore hummer. Check back later this week for another episode of the twenty four seven Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. A new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!